your second book anatus gets the gita it's really good thank you so much thank you so rahul i'm curious to know why do you shift from being a banker to a not well that's a difficult question uh, it's about uh, what you like to do in life so i obviously had spent a decade in banking and then i at the same time while i was in banking i was writing so i began writing on on linkedin uh, that's where i started writing my posts they started getting uh, some views and sometime later i decided i should write uh, maybe a book on my experiences and things that i value so i wrote three books while i was still a banker and very recently i have quit my banking job so that i can pursue writing full time so it's about what you enjoy doing so i enjoy writing at this point in time and that's why i have quit banking i'm taking a short break where i'll be focusing more on my writing did you feel relieved that you could finally start writing a lot more no uh, it 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 is not like that uh, i won't say it's a relief because i enjoyed my banking job as well i still enjoy banking but it's more about uh, setting priorities like you know sometimes let's say you like to study other times you like to play other times you like to watch tv other times you like to play games so it's the same with me sometimes i like to do banking sometimes i like to read sometimes i like to write so right now at this phase in my life i want to write talking about your first book engineering to ikigai can you explain the concept of ikigai to me sure so as i just mentioned to you that ikigai uh, which is the reason why i am pursuing writing full time at the moment it's about doing what you like okay in very simple term it's about doing what you like and my definition of ikigai is finding what you're passionate about finding what you like like vedant you must be liking something what do you like legos so you like legos so what you like is your passion and then do you have skills do you have some skills that you need uh, when you're making lego patience patience what else um a bit of strength to push in the pieces a bit of strength patience what else and you just need space in your mind space in your mind right so those are your skills so first of all you need to find what you're passionate about then you need to find what skills i have and then you need to use those skills to solve for a world problem vedant a world problem so what is a world problem that you can solve using your skills of being able to put lego pieces together is there something that you can do um maybe when i grow up um, try try building cars which help the environment yes now that's a world problem that you can solve and what and something very important next vedant such that you get paid for it do you get paid for making legos no 
yeah so you need to you need to you need to find your passion use your skills to solve for a problem and get paid for it vedan so right now nobody is paying you for making legos so find something that will get you paid for so that's your ikigai uh-huh. and more importantly you should be happy doing doing this right so when you get up on a monday morning you need to go to work you should feel energized you should feel like oh i want to do this absolutely i love this because if you don't love it then it's not your ikigai do you love making lego yes i love it yeah so you should find something that you love how does one find their ikigai like you keep trying and when you finally feel very happy doing one particular thing that's your ikigai or is it different is exactly what you said you keep trying and trying and see what you like once you know what you like that's your ikigai so how do you know what you like it's also very simple do you feel when you're doing something sometimes you feel like heavy i don't want to do this i'm just being forced to do this and sometimes you feel light i enjoy doing this so anything that you enjoy doing that's your ikigai but again vedan sometimes it's difficult to find your ikigai and that's why we need a process that's why we need a structure to find out what your ikigai is so you i think you're also reading my other book right this one you know the glory yeah. of the story so in yeah. this book at the very last few pages we have an exercise on the last 3 4 pages which helps you find your ikigai so if somebody is confused about what their ikigai is or is not able to figure out then we have a exercise here which helps them figure out their ikigai but in principle it's exactly the same as you mentioned anything that makes you happy that's your ikigai how do you know what makes you happy you try various things and then you zero down on what truly makes you happy how i found my ikigai like doing legos is when my uncle first gave me my first lego i just did it and it was so fun right that's a very interesting thing that you said vedant lot of times if you don't try you would not know you might be the best guitar player in the world but would you know that if you have never seen a guitar no you might be the fastest car driver in the world but would you know that if you've never seen a ferrari or never seen a lamborghini or any of those cars no you would not you won't right so yeah. sometimes it's important to try many things so that you figure out what is that one thing that you like and that is what life is about vedant it's about a discovery you have spoken to a lot of people while writing this book was there something common in all of their journeys yes something common in all their journey so let me give you an example do you know what electricity is yeah what does it do it powers stuff like computers lights and things like that exactly so what was common among these people was their their sense of purpose their ikigai let me explain so an electricity when it goes in the, inside the bulb what does it do lights the bulb up okay very good what does it do when it goes inside a heater heats the room or house up okay what does it do when it goes inside a refrigerator it cools the refrigerator it right what does it do when yeah what does it do when it goes inside a car it makes the engine run and go vroom, vroom. right and what does it do when it goes inside of inside a fan makes the fan spin and gives air exactly so the same electricity going inside a bulb creates light going inside a car makes it go vroom 
going inside a fridge, it cools. Going inside a heater, it heats. The same electricity, right? Which is doing so many different things. Yep. So the common thing that I figured out among all the people that I have interviewed and featured in my book, which are as diverse as painters, inventors, CEOs, even monk, is that they have all found their electricity. What is this electricity called? It's called ikigai. It's the sense of purpose. Why do they exist? What is it that they want to do? Okay, so that's the common thing. When does one start finding their ikigai? Yeah, so you already have your ikigai Vedant. You don't need to find. It's a bit like, so let's say, let's say, let's say I have a stone, okay, a piece of marble, and I want to sculpt. Uh, I I want to make a sculpture out of it. So what do I need to do? Start getting a pickaxe or something like that and carving it. And carving it. So it's all isn't the sculpture already inside that marble? I'm just removing the parts that are not needed, right? Yeah. So your ikigai is always inside you. You just need to remove the things and figure it out and discover it. Moving on to your second book, on Atheist Gets the Gita, the one I started reading yesterday. Who is an atheist? Okay. So that is a question which has been perplexing scientists, philosophers, religious people for the longest time. And let me try to give you a simple definition of who an atheist is, okay? So mm -hmm. an atheist comes from the Greek word atheos, where a means no and theos means God. So an atheist is somebody who doesn't believe in God, okay? Now the question is who is God then? So for the purpose of the definition of atheist, God is G-O-D, generator, operator, destroyer. One who created the whole universe, one who is operating the whole universe, one who is destroying the whole universe. So if you believe that there is a generator, operator, and a destroyer, then you become an atheist according to the Greek definition. But there are other definitions of what an atheist, in, atheist is in other languages. For example, do you know Sanskrit? No. No? Okay, so Sanskrit is one of the oldest languages in the world. No. And in Sanskrit, they, they, the equivalent of atheist is called Nastik. So Nastik means, Na means no, you know, right? Na means no. Asti means is and Ka means believer. So one who doesn't believe there is. But it doesn't tell you what that there is, is. It doesn't define that there is. So then you have to look further deeper into this. And then there are books like uh, some Sanskrit grammar, advanced grammarians have written on what Nastik is or what an atheist is. So in those books, there is one particular person, his name is Panini, who is a great Sanskrit scholar. So he defines anybody who doesn't believe in a hereafter, who doesn't believe that something exists beyond life is an atheist, is a Nastik. Okay. So coming back to your question, a very simple definition of what an atheist is, Somebody who doesn't believe in God. Okay? okay. But for the purpose of this book, who is an atheist? Because you're reading this book. So I have to define who an atheist is for this book. So for this book, somebody who is a curious individual like yourself, somebody who is logical, somebody who understands things in terms of scientific laws and frameworks, that is an atheist. So for this book... An atheist is what you said right now, right? It's yes. not like 
someone who doesn't believe in God. Yeah, you can say so. So for this book, somebody who is curious is an atheist. Ah. So in a way, I am an atheist too. Ah, uh, that depends. Uh, that depends on how how you define yourself. Do you do you believe there is God? Yes. So you're not an atheist. So so in in for my book it's written for people who are curious who are logical who are scientific and mm-hmm. sometimes these kind of people who are curious who are scientific who are logical sometimes okay not always sometimes they believe there is no god okay mm-hmm. so the book is kind of addressing to these people but it's written for everybody it's written for curious people it's written for people who are scientific it's written for people who don't believe in god but it's also written for people who believe in god So the book doesn't tell you whether you should believe in God or you should not believe in God, but it tries to build up a logic or or a scientific sense of what the book is trying to convey. Okay. Okay. So I'm not an atheist. Okay, so you're not an atheist. Okay, but you should still read the book to figure out who an atheist is. Yeah, which I am doing. Yeah. from what i know bhagavad gita is a religious book what does an atheist get the gita mean right so bhagavad gita is as you are mentioning a religious book it's the most sacred book of the hindus okay uh-huh. now what is an atheist doing with gita that's a very good question so even if you take the religious aspect out from the book even if you take divinity out from the book even if you don't believe in god okay let's say you don't believe in god and mm-hmm. then you read the bhagavad gita then the question you should be asking is after i read the bhagavad gita even if i don't believe in god is there something i get out of it and that is the question my book is trying to answer even if you don't believe in god even if you're an atheist then is there anything of value that you can take away from the bhagavad gita So that is what the book is all about. The topic seems a little complex to me. Can you explain it in like a teensy bit easier way? Yeah, sure. So in the book we talk about five concepts. Let me explain you those five concepts, okay? So okay. first of all the book talks about a jiva. Jiva is a soul, okay? Soul with a body. You are a jiva. You are a living body. You are a living being, right? Yeah. Is plant living being? Yes. Tiger? Yes. Yeah so all of them are jiva Every, anything which is living is jiva you know what an what environment is yeah what is environment what are the things around you two plants and stuff like that yes anything and everything around you is environment which we call in sanskrit prakriti okay that's a second concept you know what time is yeah time is one clocks like one minute two minute three minute Correct. One hour, two hours, one decade, and all of that. That's time, and yeah, that's that's what time. That's time. So that's the third concept in the book, and then there is a fourth concept in the book. It's the law of karma. Have you heard of this term, karma? No. So you've not heard of karma. Okay, then you should read the book. And karma is essentially what it tells you is when have you ever done something good to somebody and then something good has happened to you? I yeah. And what happens when you do something bad to someone? I don't know. You don't know? Okay, try hitting your friend and see what happens to you. No. What will happen? Have you ever have you ever hit a friend? Probably just massages a bit. Yeah, but but have you have you have you ever seen? Uh, okay, 
You've never hit anybody? You've never, never got into a fight? I haven't gotten to like a physical fight. So have you ever seen that when people hit you, then, then they accidentally fall themselves because they, they lose their balance or something? Yeah. So that is what it is. When people do bad, then bad thing happens to them. When people do good, then good thing happens to them. Uh-huh. Right? So when you, let's say when you, when you come to your friend and you give them chocolates, then what, what happens? Are they angry with you? No, they're, 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 they're happy with you, right? Yeah, they smile. And maybe next time they give you chocolate back, right? Yeah. What if you, you, you come to somebody's home and you hit somebody? What, what will happen? What will that guy try to do? Hit you back. Hit you back. So when you do good, then good happens to you. When you do bad, then bad happens to you. So this is the law of karma. Okay, that's the fourth topic. Uh-huh. Okay? And the last topic is Ishwara. Ishwara is God, the one who designed the whole system. Okay, so let me now repeat. Now the book talks about how, uh, how Jiva, Jiva is Vedan. How Vedan is going to interact in nature, in the environment. We are always interacting with the environment, right? Yeah. You, you touch something, you see something. You taste something, right? You walk somewhere. That is all environment. And where are you doing this walking, touching, and uh, experiencing? In time, right? Yes. You experience something today, something yesterday, something you will experience tomorrow. So that's happening in time, correct? Yes. So what 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 governs those interactions? Let's say you, you pluck a plant, right? Yeah. Or let's say you give a chocolate to somebody. Or let's say you hit somebody. So there must be some laws that determine what is going to happen to you next, correct? Yeah. So those laws are called laws of karma. Mm-hmm. So if you have a law, somebody should have designed those laws, correct? Mm-hmm. Yes. In every, any game you play, there is, there is some, somebody who designs the game, right? Somebody who, who creates the code for the game. Or even when you play a physical game, there are some rules of the game, right? Yes. Somebody establishes those, those rules, right? Uh-huh. So conceptually, what we say is that the person or the entity which designed these rules is? God. Yes, exactly. So we talk about five concepts in the book. We talk about living entities like Vedant. Then we talk about environment. Then we talk about time. Then we talk about law of karma. And then we talk about? God. Exactly. So that is the book all about. Interesting. Can't yeah, it's interesting. So you should read it. Can't wait to finish it. Yes. What are you planning to write about next? Which topic? So my next topic is on a topic which is called ESG, where E stands for environment, S for society, and G for governance. Mm-hmm. Let me explain. So all my books, whether it's this book, which you had started reading, which is called, you know, the glory, not the story, right? Mm-hmm. Or it's this book, Engineering to Ikigai, okay? Or it's this book, which you just started reading yesterday, which is An Atheist Gets the Gita. All of them talk about one thing, Vedan. They talk about purpose. What is the purpose of life? What is it that I want to do in life? Okay? So they talk about individuals. What do we want to do as individuals? Okay? And then there is, there are also corporates. You know what is corporates? Companies. Yeah. Do companies have purpose? Yeah, they do. Yeah, they do. But most companies forget what their purpose is. And most companies then have only one purpose. To sell you things that you don't need at a price you can't afford 
using a bank loan that you don't want that is when they, they when they forget their purpose they totally forget their purpose they're just trying to sell you things right yes so my next book is about teaching companies that don't do this be nice have a purpose don't just keep selling things to people who don't need it using a bank loan that they don't want at a price that they can't afford yes okay? if 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 i was a company and i forgot my purpose how how would you how would you um, what do you call it remember your purpose again how would you know what your purpose is again that's a very good question how would you know what your purpose is so vedant let me ask you so you know your ikigai right yes what happens if you forget your ikigai and if you try to do something else you won't get that happy you won't get that happiness so the same thing with same thing with companies when they forget the purpose that they exist for they won't be happy and happiness for companies is is many things it's a it's a feeling of serving people at the same time it is also about generating some money because companies exist vedant for for, for generating money for generating uh, because if they don't have money then they can't can they pay people who they employ yeah can they if they don't have money no they they yeah. can't pay anyone they can't pay so if they can't pay then nobody's going to so so if they can't pay then then the company will go bankrupt that means company will cease to exist so for companies what is important is to understand that they can do good for people okay good for uh-huh. society as well as well for themselves doing well for themselves is to make more money for the company and with that money they can do a lot of things so my next book is about telling companies how you can do well for society at the same time do what do good for yourself so mm-hmm. it's not just you know what is profit right yes so don't just focus on profit also care about people and the planet because if you only care about profit then what are you going to do you are going to destroy the planet and you are going to make people unhappy so don't do that create a company which has a purpose so we are talking about four p's here vedant first p is purpose yes. second p is profit third p is people and the fourth p is planet so find your purpose in such a way as a company that mm-hmm. you generate profit but at the same time you make people happy and you care for the planet and also if you destroy the world as a company you'd be destroying yourself because if there's no world the then there is no you and there yeah. is no company and the that company. is again that is again vedant the law of karma if you are destroying the world then it's going to come back to you and destroy yourself uh-huh yeah what did you want to be as a child as a child vedant i wanted to be a scientist and explore the very beautiful aurora borealis that you have on your background i wanted to explore that i wanted to see what is the universe like what are things beyond our solar system so i wanted to be a scientist yeah being a scientist is fun yeah being a scientist is fun so when i was in my university i studied light you know light yeah so light is the fastest thing in the universe nothing travels faster faster than light so i was a photonics engineer i was studying about lights and then something's happened to me and i became a banker and now i'm an author so life is also about discovery vedant what you want to be in the childhood 
may change when you are adults and may change further when you grow older. Yeah, it might. It might, right? So maybe yeah. when you grow up, maybe something else excites you. Maybe not Lego. Maybe something else becomes your ikigai. And that is important, Vedant. Your ikigai is not one thing that remains static. It changes. It can change. I've interviewed some people on my podcast who who do exactly what they wanted to do as a child. Yeah, so it's a journey. Some people know exactly what they want to do when they are a child. And some people discover it. So for me, it was discovery. I don't know whether I'm going to really find it or whether it's going to be discovery. Yeah, but all you need to know is to have an open mind. Whether yeah. you whether your your skill of skill and love for making Lego, whether it translates into you designing cars, environment friendly car, or whether you find something else that you like. The important thing is to find something you like, and that's a discovery. Vedant, it could be the same that you are telling now, or in twenty years' time, when I when right now you're interviewing me, maybe twenty years later I will interview you, and then then I will ask Vedant, what did you want to be as a child, and what are you doing now? Is it same or is it different? So, I do we have a deal? In twenty years, we can have another interview. Okay, sure. Cool. Okay. What are your hobbies? My hobby is writing, Vedant. I only have one hobby, writing. So a lot of people like to have other hobbies like watching television, playing golf, swimming. But I only have one hobby, writing. And that's what you do now full time. That's what I do now full time, yes. So my hobby has become my full time job now. Yeah, it must be fun. Yeah, it is fun. I'm enjoying it so far. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming on my show. Thank you, Vedant, for having me on your show. It was lovely speaking to you. And don't forget, we have an interview in twenty years' time. Okay, sure. Thank you. Bye. Bye, dear listeners. Follow my Facebook page, Curious Vedant, to get updates on my upcoming episodes. To listen at leisure on your phone and get updates about future episodes, subscribe by searching for Curious Vedant. Wherever you get your podcasts, such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and many more, you can also listen to my show on CuriousVedant.com. Thank you for listening to Curious Vedant, and don't forget to rate and leave comments.